Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What is up? Sucky daters, welcome back to a brand new episode of Help I Suck at Dating. I'm Dean Unglert, joined all the way across the country uh, with Jared Haben and of course Tori in some indescript bath uh, bedroom and some I don't I'm know where her she bedroom. Is exactly. Yes, but I don't know where exactly in the country she is. Probably California. But Jared, how are you? I'm dandy. I'm doing well. Just one day at a time. That's the only thing we can do during this freaking thing. But everybody's doing, you know, staying safe. Everybody's doing well. We're all healthy. That's all we can ask for. Ashley and I, I find, are are like fighting over smaller things now more often. But I'm pretty sure that's got to be normal for every couple. Give us give us an example of what you guys are fighting over. Um, it's not like big fights. It's just more of like annoyances. Uh, for example, we were trying to find something to. We were trying to watch a movie the other night, and I, <laughs> I suggested Mission Impossible Two because she hasn't seen it. And then she's like, no, I don't want to watch that. I was like, okay, that's fair. That would be my pick. And then she wanted to watch, uh, I don't remember what it was, but it was, a, it was a rom-com. And I was like, I don't feel like watching you know, a romance movie. And then we were trying to pick a movie in the middle, and I suggested something, like a, like a good drama. And she's like, we never watch movies I want to watch. And I was like, well, I feel like we've been watching. I know. I was like, I feel like we've been watching movies that we both enjoy. Like, we just watched Molly's Game, and we just watched... Uh, uh, I forget what else, but, and then she goes, she's like, she's like, I just feel like you're being selfish. And I was like, selfish. We're picking an equal movie. Like I suggested an action movie. You suggested a romance movie. We're meeting in the middle here. And so I guess my, we, que- then we got my question fight. for you is why wouldn't you just be on board with whatever movie she picks and then just like be on your phone the whole time? Well, that would be a dick move. See, I think it would be worse. 
Because there's nothing that bothers me more than if there's a movie I want to show someone and then they're on their mm. phone. For example, I showed Ashley The Dark Knight like two years ago because she was like, I don't get it. I saw it once. And I was like, you're going to get this freaking movie. You're going to get it. Yeah. And you're going to like it. So we watched it. 20 minutes in, she was on her phone. And I was like, Ashley, I'm going to lose it because I really need you to just focus, pay attention, appreciate, and really put effort into thinking you might like this. And if you don't like it, hey, we'll go our separate ways <laughs> and figure things out later. But at least put the effort in. No, that's a good point. I guess I, guess I didn't think of that. I just had thought, because did she pick a movie that you had already seen? And like, definitely maybe or something like that? No, 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 no. no. It was a, again? no, it was a movie that she has seen. And she's like, oh, I could I could watch this. And I was like, ah, I'm kind of not in the mood for a romance right now. And so I thought I wasn't being that selfish because, you know, I suggested an action movie. And then she was like, hey, let's watch a romance movie. And I was like, all right. Neither one's going to win on that one. So let's go in the middle and watch a movie. We can both enjoy. Do you find it helpful to have uh, Ashley's parents there with you kind of as like an intermediary? Um, no, I mean, like I said, the good thing about Ashley and I is even when we fight, it's it's really it is far and few between. And uh, because we just like I've always said, our friendship is so good that we really know how to handle each other. But her parents being here. I don't know. That's a good question. And if, if they're. I would say it's probably worse for, um, uh, like, I don't want to say worse for our relationship, but worse for when we're fighting because then it makes me feel super awkward because her parents can hear and then she uses them as more of a crutch instead of just hashing it out with me. Uh, but yeah. They like team up on you, the Iconetis versus versus Jared, it sounds like. Well, right now there's four against one, so... Um, SOL if that's going to happen. I got Lois on my side. That's about it. And even her, she's like 50-50. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you're going to win too many arguments over there. Well, hey, on the bright side, it seems like things are slowly starting to go back to normal. At least getting closer to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's still a little nerve-wracking and scary because I just I don't know what's going to happen when the restrictions lift. Like, for example, are you how comfortable are you going back into public and going back into crowded areas? Well, I'm not quite as much of a hypochondriac as you are, so I, I honestly am not going to have any issue. That's I'm not going to be going to bars, uh, or like sh- I guess I probably wouldn't really be going to shopping centers either. But I won't have any issue going to the beach, going hiking out in the you know in the parks and stuff like that. Yeah, but I can see like if if so, but you guys don't really go to that many bars either. Like if people were like rate like partying all the time before the quarantine, I could see them being like, oh, like things are never going to be the same again. But I feel like for the most part. I guess there probably won't be like as many movie premieres for you and Ashley to, to attend. Um, and like those types of events probably will be a little bit fewer and farther between. Yeah. I just meant like going to the movies, going out to dinner. Like, I mean, granted it's just going to change. Restaurants will probably be half full, even like dude flying, you know, I mean, Ashley and I, we, we were lucky that a lot of the things we had to do, we, we traveled for and that's kind of, I don't know. I don't feel like being on a plane for six hours. You know, I know, I know they say it's pretty safe with the fresh air and as long as you're wearing a mask, but still, I'm not worried about flying. The only bummer for for me that surrounds flying specifically is that uh, so many airlines are cutting their their airplane. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like availability. So they're gonna flights are essentially gonna get more expensive. Yeah. Over time, which seems like a bummer too. Sucks. Um, but I'm not really terribly worried about the the germs per se. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I have a question for you. Uh, yeah. One, have you always had an earring? Because I'm looking at you and you have an earring now. And two, how does Kaylin feel about it? I've always had my ears pierced. Yeah, I've had both ears pierced. I have two piercings in my left ear, but I only have one earring in now. 
Uh, she's supportive of the of the. I got a dangly like little bar golden earring in there right now. You know, it's just nice to spice it up a little bit, keep it fresh, mix mix it up. Might as well. We got nothing better to do in this quarantine. Are you wearing earrings in both ears or just the left? Um, I haven't worn earrings in both ears since I was probably in college, but as recently as like last year, maybe a year or two ago, I had two piercings in my left lobe. Uh, so I had like two little mini hugger hoops, uh, in my left ear, which I really appreciate that look, but I think one of them closed up. Uh, and so I only have one hole in my left ear now, but yeah, like I said, you know, I just like to keep it fresh, keep it interesting. It's kind of why I play around with the facial hair a little bit. I got a nice little bun going on today too, because it's uh -huh. hot here in LA, but it keeps the look fresh too. You have you the know? mustache, you have an earring and you're wearing a headband and you have your hair in a bun. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I look in the mirror, I don't even know who I am. And that's kind of exciting for me even too. I'm like, whoa, who is this guy? Oh, you're hideous, but it's cool to like, you know, have someone else around the house, I guess. Yeah. It's like Groundhog Day. So at least, yeah, you get to change your personality every day. Tori, how do you feel about guys with earrings? Oh, great question. That's, I'm full of them. Um, <laughs> Sounds like she um, doesn't want to answer honestly because she knows it's going to hurt my feelings. I think that done right, it can be attractive, but I'm, I have a hard time with the dangle. But then I'm also like, I don't want Nick Lachey studs. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> well, remember a couple, I think back in Jan, no, in January, February, I came to the studio to record an episode. It must have been January. And I had the dangly earring and the dog and the crutches. And Tori was very critical of my dangle. I feel like Tori would be critical of you no matter what you do. Because that's what she that's just very likes true. doing. She just likes ridiculing you. It's not yeah. critique. It's that I know his potentials. I just motivate, you know? Where do you think, <laughs> Tori, where do you think Dean has reached his most potential? Like, at what point throughout your friendship did you think Dean is at his peak right now right now i think every day is a new is a new peak for me i think it was right before the leg injury yeah you were like going out you were happy you were in nature kaylin was tagging along you had your dog like everything was like great and then i think that kind of didn't like then, hinder your peak but you were just like definitely peaking then for sure and then i broke my leg and my life uh got ruined basically <laughs> uh <laughs> well half empty half full however you want to look yeah. at it no yeah i would i would agree with that um, we also are fostering a dog as of an hour ago today. So we have a little sister for Pappy. So that's kind of exciting for us. What's the dog's name? Uh, I think it's Freya. I'm sorry, you think? <laughs> it's some weird uh, foreign name I'm not familiar with. I call her Froyo, but she just peed on the carpet in this uh, in this room that I'm broadcasting from. How so it's off to a rocky start. She just turned two and she just had a litter of puppies. And so she's got some... Aww. Some nice uh, uh, curvaceous teats, if you will. But we thought, uh, my thought process behind it was since uh, since Pappy's been so down and out lately with his like arthritis and his teeth, I wanted to have like a nice, uh, sexy young female walking around the house to maybe like breathe a little bit of uh, spark into him. Yeah, make him young again. Yeah, and uh, you get to see it, but he's been fighting for our attention ever since, which is like kind of nice to see him, you know, get a little bit more motivated for some pets. Is there potential that you'll keep Froyo? Absolutely not. Oh, please. I feel like you said the same thing about Pappy. I know. I did say the same thing about Pappy, but Pappy was uh, an exception. He's just an amazing dog. And as great as Froyo seems to be, Pappy needed us a lot more than I think Froyo will. So, uh, you know, she's a little bit younger. She's got some spunk and some cuteness to her. And Pappy's cute, but he was like so old that if we didn't adopt him, we, he probably would have died in a shelter or something, you know? So it's just a little bit of a diff different circumstance. 
You know, it's interesting that Troy said your peak was right before you broke your leg because I feel like since that incident happened, you and Kaylin have become a lot stronger, even though you guys were a strong relationship beforehand. Just from her going there and taking care of you, and now you guys are obviously in quarantine together. I guess I would say that I would disassociate my peak with my relationship, though, you know? Like, my personal peak is different than the strength of my relationship. I feel like Ashley would kill me if I said that. If I was like, <laughs> oh, I was, I was at my peak before we got together. I think they're just two separate mountains with two different peaks. You can peak uh, on your own on this mountain over here, and then the relationship peak is over here, and then Ashley's got her own mountain that she's on by herself over there. They're all, you know, it's all uh ebbing and flowing together that's how i look at it yeah i'll try to explain that to her and just let me know how it goes hopefully to, i'll be around point, next week to your point earlier about like getting in small petty arguments i mean we definitely do the same thing even just just yesterday uh i can't remember what we were arguing about but it's something so 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 silly and it's just like what is it is it just that the fact that we're spending too much time around each other is it that we're all cooped up in this little apartment we can't do the things that we want to do uh, I don't know. It's just, I feel myself being more irritable. I like see myself getting annoyed at things and I'm like, dude, what are you getting annoyed at that for? You know what I mean? So hopefully, hopefully this is all just a means to an end. I think it will be. And I know it's interesting because today, like this time is supposed to be uh, a time full of perspective, you know, as long as we're healthy and doing well and we have a roof over our head and food that we should be doing all right. But I agree with you. I find myself more irritable as well. And I'm, I take it out on Ashley sometimes and she does the same with me, but you know, that's just a relationship. And that's why, you know, you put a ring on it. Because even in times where you guys fight, you realize that, you know, the sun will rise again, and you guys are going to be fine. You still love each other. And everything's going to be a okay. Just like this podcast. It's this podcast is going to be a plus. You want to know why, Dean? Because uh, our peak, yours and my peak, our relationship peak is still ahead of us. Well, I was gonna say it's Tori's peak. But yeah, I mean, that could be a, too. <laughs> Hey, I've got a question for you and your relationship. I'm sorry to uh, sidebar here, but I do remember the talk of children coming up a couple of weeks ago. Has that been discussed between you and Ashley at all lately? Um, no, I mean, nothing's changed. Yeah, we discuss it. Uh, we still want to maybe try starting having kids later this year. It's 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 scary, man. It's just uh, it's 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 nerve wracking about, you know. Uh, the idea of bringing a human in and then, it, you know, that human being is your responsibility and your responsibility mm -hmm. only. And don't F up because if you do, uh, there will be some serious consequences. <laughs> it's scary. Uh, also it wonderful. Um, like I, I think about my parents, you know, and her parents and giving them a grandchild. And that makes me very happy. Well, for what it's worth, and I'm sure you've heard this before. I think you make a fantastic father. Well, thank you, Dean. I, I hope so. I appreciate that. And on, on my side of things, I can't wait to be a godfather. Like, that's going to be a great feeling. Uh, you, we all know Nick is going to just guilt me into making him the godfather. Yeah. I'll take I'll take the title as fun uncle, even though I'm obviously not blood related. But um, I, I have you talked about to Kaylin about the future at all? Um, I mean, yeah, we talk about it. We don't really know what it holds, but we're we are coming up on our one year anniversary. I think uh, in about like a month and a half, we'll be at a or I'm sorry, yeah, in a, a month and a half, we'll be at our year anniversary. Like we're coming up on eleven months, which for me is a feat in and of itself. That's a long relationship for for me. That's the peak of your but, mountain right there. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's not quite the peak, but it's close to the longest relationship I've mm. ever been in. Uh, we talk about things. We don't really. It's so in so much uncertainty, like you said. Uh, but we're happy with 
where we are as a couple now and we're not in any rush to change anything and we're just taking it one day at a time. Uh, but it's, you know, it's constant communication about that stuff too. That way there's no, uh, uh, blind sides, I guess, if you will. Do you want to be a father? Does she want to be a mom? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I, I don't really know how to answer that. I think that we both want to be parents, but we don't know, uh, what that means if we're ready for it obviously if we're not ready for it at the moment otherwise we would make an effort to be uh i personally don't although i've wanted to have kids my entire life the older i get seemingly the less i want to have children for whatever reason uh and so that that could change if you know i wake up one day and, and decide otherwise but at the end of the day it's just i would have thought if you ask like 15 year old dean how many kids I would have when I was 29, I would probably say, you know, I've got like a family of three, three little kids running around. Mm -hmm. I think all of us at that age are probably pretty optimistic. We're going to have a lot of children then. Um, but yeah, the, the older I get, the more and more I start to think about how I, I could see a life without children, but I could also see life with children. But the, the weird thing, I feel like I'm rambling here. The weird thing about, uh, I guess maybe the fortunate thing about my scenario situation is I've got an older brother who's nine years older than I am. So he's 38. Well, he's 37. He turns 38 this year. He's getting married, doesn't have any kids, but he still could have kids. Like I could always look at myself essentially nine years into the future and be like, okay, cool. I've got nine years to essentially reach the same standard that my brother has reached. You know, yeah, I mean? your biological clock isn't ticking. Totally. Not even that. It's just like, you know, he's kind of maintained this, uh, this what's, you know, Peter Pan, like uh, childlike vigor that, you know, we all have as kids and he's like super playful and, I always look at him and I'm like, okay, cool. If he can be that way at that age, then I know that I can at least be that at that age as well, which gives me nine years to like, you know, continue to figure out exactly what I want. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I look at my parents and I'm, I'm just very grateful. Like I, I think about would I be able to love my kid as much as my parents have loved me and, and sacrifice as much as they've sacrificed, you know, all parents do, uh, where they just, uh, you know, their, their life is now all about you. And that's, uh, that's the ultimate sacrifice. So, well, especially for us, for us too, there was a guy that I met, uh, when I was getting my scuba license a couple of years ago, who was like, he was a really young father. I think he had his first kid when he was like 19 or something like that. Uh, and at the time I was 27 and he was, I did it right. Like you're split, you should have kids really, really young. Cause now I'm turning 45 and my kids are already grown up and they're out of the house. And I've got like a second life again with my wife. And you know, I've got my friends or my kids who are my friends now. So there's kind of like two sides to the story where it's like you could have kids really young and then be a young parent and then be young when they go off to college and start their own lives. Or you could spend your youth, you know, deciding if you want to have children and then, you know, in your Nash's case, have children in your early 30s. And then I don't know. It's just there's so many right ways to do it. You know? Yeah. The, you know, I agree. It's so weird sometimes how I hear people describe being a parent, though, because like you said, he talked about like, oh, I got it. Like I got it over with kind of thing. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was able to raise them, my kids and I love them. And now I have a whole new life. And it's like, well, not to be a, a dick. Do you regret giving up that aspect of your life? Because now you seem yeah, excited yeah, yeah. that you have it back. I don't know. But then they're like, I wouldn't change a thing because I love my kids more than anything. And you only realize how much you love them when you finally like have children. I don't know. It's interesting, but I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we have a great guest on the podcast. We should yeah, take a break for some sponsors because we've been rambling for a little while. But we have Ed Brown on, also known as Big Ed from 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, um, which we were very excited to talk to him. So we're going to hear from him right after this short break. <laughs> Thank you. 
At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We have a very special guest on the air right now. You know him from 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days, which is airing Sundays on TLC at 8 p.m. It is Ed Brown, also known as Big Ed. Big Ed, thank you so much for joining us. 
You Hello. guys, thanks, man. Peace out. Awesome. <laughs> How you doing, man? Here, man? Glad to be here. So you're down in San Diego, quarantine. How's everything going? Oh, uh, well, so I, um, it's going pretty good. It's like, um, it's like a ghost town. I work in Little Italy about 15 minutes away. So we um, keep our door locked. So we're, we're considered a, what do you call it? Um, um, what do they call them? Not necessity, but. Um, essential? Something. Essential. There you go. Yeah. So I do interior design during the day. I do these huge design projects and I have contractors and, and uh, people I got to order product through. So, um, but it's weird because I'm next to the oldest bar in San Diego. It's called the waterfront. They've been, they have liquor license number one. And for, I've been in, at this showroom for four years and people would be at 7am would be drinking champagne. Right. And now it's closed. It's just weird. Yeah. Just it's really weird. weird. It's crazy times we're living in my friend. Well, I mean, crazy times for you specifically. How's uh, everything going with all of the, you know, fanfare you're getting all the attention. Oh yeah. It's, it's kind of uh, crazy. Um, like I didn't realize when I first started the film with TLC, one of the producers, we were looking for <clears throat> what they call my hero shot, which is kind of that, that still shot they show you. And we're walking around Balboa park and, um, Harry's I'm like, Harry, man, they're filming me with drones on my Vespa. Everybody in San Diego is going to know who I am. And he's like, Ed, everybody in the world is going to know who you are. And everything that they, they, they told me, um, that I didn't expect would happen uh, has happened. So it's, it's insane. I have, I can't tell you, I have like over, I'm um, just my IG alone. I have over 38 million impressions. Jeez. And hey, I, I, don't even know, to, I don't even know what that I was, means. I was trying to find you on Instagram. I, I had trouble finding you. How do I find you on Instagram? Oh, this is big Ed. Big, just big Ed. Okay. No, no, this is big Ed. This is big Ed. Oh, this is big Ed. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, look yeah, for my, yeah. my fat head sticker. I see it now. That's gotcha. awesome. Teddy, That's teddy bear, teddy bear. Oh, it's all right. Teddy can be annoyed. I understand. I have a very annoying voice. Um, so, Ed, you obviously got on 90 Day Fiance. Uh, you were talking to Rose. Um, yes. Well, the, the show is still airing, so you're you're still talking to Rose. But from my understanding, you started talking to Rose on social media, added her as a friend on Facebook, and then three months later, you bought a ticket to go see her, which is right around the time that you got on 90 Day Fiance. That's correct. That's that's how it went down. I'd never heard of the show or the franchise before. My daughter had and my ex-wife. That's why um, my daughter kind of freaked out when I told her that I was thinking about being on the show. So I bought a ticket. I posted it on Facebook and all my friends and my buddy Rich um, that actually sent me the link. I filled it out, you know, 54 year old in love with a um, 23 year old with a 29 year old daughter. And he already bought a ticket. I mean, I was they texted me within two hours. And I was on the phone with them at 7.30 the next day. They took a look at my my social media because I've always been a nut. Like this thing with the stickers and the, the costumes that you see, I've, that's been my life for, you know, 20, you know, 25 some odd years. So, yeah, and it's been um, – and then here we are. I'm talking to you guys. This is insane. Insane. But, it's, like, but it's, been, it's been a great journey for you so far, it seems like. Like you're enjoying it, yeah? It, it really has. It really has yeah. in, 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 a, in a couple ways. Um, the biggest – surprise um i was i have a, a condition called kfh which is clipophile so <clears throat> instead of having seven cervical vertebrae i have three that are the size of two so i have a, a shorter neck bigger rib cage so i have limited movement i just look weird i look different so i've been teased all my life and when the um teasers came out in january i mean it was like what they they like no neck ed and yada 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 so all of those bad feelings i had growing up you know, as a child came back to kind of haunt mm. me 
and then I'm like, oh my God, my daughter's right. I should not have done this. So I kind of kind of crawled into a hole, you know. My publicist is like, you know, don't don't read anything online. It's just gonna, you know, piss you off. And so I didn't. And then all of a sudden, people started to um, defend me and you know, saying, look how authentic he is. And you know, he, you know, and stopped bullying him. And then I started to get letters like from 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 Abe on the East Coast and from I think Michelle, South Africa, um, England, Canada. Hey, I think I have your condition, you know, and, you know, we look the same. They would send me pictures of them. And they're like, look, dude, I can't even breathe some days because I'm teased so much. And I see you on national TV rubbing mayonnaise in your hair. How do you <laughs> do it? So I just started a conversation. I read their letter online. I started kind of some dialogue. And then what, what I didn't expect is people are creating these little um, like uh, platforms called Big Ed Stands against bullying. So I didn't expect that to um, really be a result of me, you know, pretty much um, putting my life out there. So that, that part of it feels really, really good. I'm still getting the hate. You know, you just got to, you got to oh, take screw it. Them. You know. They're faceless yeah, screw people right. who will just hate on everybody and anything they possibly can. That's all they do. My, my last com my last comment was, I hope Big Ed gets COVID. And I just, uh. And I just, so I made a video about that. I'm like, you know, they're, they're serious, but they're not serious, but they, I mean, they're, they're kidding, but they're serious, but they're not, you know, they're not serious. So you, two big Ed rules. And I learned this a long time ago. You know, you have to learn to love yourself. Okay. You have to, and you have to be able to laugh at yourself. And that is what has gotten me through my life. And yeah. Yeah. So, well, I'm sure, I, I'm sure it's gotta be an incredible feeling to be, because at this point, I would imagine you're kind of like the face for KFS in a sense too. And you're saying other people are reaching out to you saying that they they uh, have a similar condition. And so it's got to be amazing to be the one that's like, like everything's going to be fine. You're, you're not alone in this fight, essentially. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so, and then I, I, I stream every night just to, you know, and I actually talk to my fans. Like I actually have a conversation with them. If they, I go through my, you know, I have about 5,000 messages that, um, in my D, they call them DMs. And That's you know, I'll get a lot of, I'll get people with like blue check marks that want to talk to me and promote me. I'm like, uh, I go right past them, unless it's Tori Spelling. By the way, I'm going to be cooking live with her in about an hour. That's um, you're almost wow. You took time out of Tori Spelling to take time with us. Hell yeah, I didn't have a choice. Oh, I'm okay, never mind. That's cool. No, 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 I didn't know. I know. I'm, I'm like absolutely. I mean, I'm I, I love it. And no, um, and and my my publicist totally talked you guys up. So I'm like, I'm in. But Aww. um. No, but I love doing this. I love telling my story. I love because you know what it is, is that it's it's not an act like this is real. And and I got like hosed for, you know, you're you know, you just went on the show to be famous and to make yourself look good. I'm like, OK, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Tell me one thing I did on the TV show that made myself look good. Tell me one thing. Name I one thing. I, I actually think you're sweet and authentic and very genuine, and you seem like a, a really good dude. Uh, and I'm glad to have you on the uh, podcast. Now, uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you did on the show with Rose. Rose is the girl that you went to the Philippines for, uh, that yes. you've had this long distance relationship with, where obviously the 90 day fiance thing comes in. Um, mm -hmm. And so we saw you and Rose what meet at the airport for the first time after talking. So how long did you talk on social media before you actually got to meet Rose? So it was on her about three months, four times a day. Four like video times? Chat. Yeah, I would, I mean, don't tell my boss, but at work, normally, because her three o'clock, my three o'clock is her, her 5 a.m., which is when right. she gets up. So, and then she would get Prince ready for school. So I would watch her walk Prince to, 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 to his school and then watch her have lunch with her friends. And then, 
And then I would talk to her kind of before I went to bed, which was usually around like 9 30, 10. But yeah, it was, it was a, it was a, it was the best, it was the best thing about my day. I couldn't wait to talk to her in the morning and I couldn't wait to talk to her before I went to bed. And so what made you think that Rose was, could potentially be the one, what was it about that connection? Uh, cause I think a lot of people are interested, like how does someone know they're in love with someone just by talking to them, uh, either over the phone or over the computer without meeting in real life yet? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know what? I, um, got married really young and got divorced. We all make mistakes. And I, by the time my, uh, my daughter was kind of ready, you know, to, to go into to college, I'm like, I woke up and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm 44. It's too late. So I kind of, then I tried all the dating websites and I just had no success. I'm not good at bars. I mean, I'm great. My stick is I'm funny. Like that's my formula, but I, I use my winning, winning formula. When somebody tries to get close to me, I actually use that to kind of push them away. But with Rose, she was safe. She's in another country. She's like 7,000 miles away. There's no way that I was ever going to meet her. That's how it started. So, but then, but then I start talking to her every day and like, Oh my God, this is a real person. And then you start, you know, developing feelings. And, and I told her day one, I'm like, look, I'm old enough, I'm old enough to be your dad. Okay. Do you understand that? Like, are you sure? And she's like, age is just the number. And we kind of never, I just never really thought of her as, you know, being 23. She is a single mom of a, of a four-year-old boy named Prince. And I thought she had the, the maturity level and she certainly captured my heart. Oh, one of the last things we saw on the show uh, was when you and Rose had your fight because she said that she wanted kids and was honest about that up front. And then you said that you didn't want kids. Um, what, and then you had appointments for a vasectomy. So yeah. my question is, without spoiling anything, because it's still airing, um, yeah. was Rose up front about wanting kids pretty early on? And were you just afraid to tell her that you didn't want kids? Or was this something that you just found out? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. <clears throat> we had talked one time. She goes, one day I want a girl. We did. We She made that very clear. One girl. And I kind of didn't really answer it, but I knew that's what she wanted. But then when I'm getting ready to go down there, and I mean, I'm not a rich guy. I live in San Diego. You know, I am I do pretty good. But like to, to raise a child, in, it's a lot of money. And for me, I just kind of freaked out a little bit. I didn't want to lose Rose, but I knew as from a support standpoint, what I could afford. And I know it, it was going to cost me because I bought a ring. Like I was ready to bring her back on a K1 visa. You know, I mean, that's, that's the plan. So at the time I'm like, look, I'm going to have to spend all this money. Plus I'm going to have to, you know, help um, Prince come over. I'm like, I'm like, I'm talking like, you know, we're talking a lot of, a lot of money, you know, and now she wants to start, she wants more kids. So I went about it the wrong way. I'm like, okay, maybe if I just got a vasectomy and didn't tell her, that could be my way out, which, you know, it's never a good reason ever to hide anything from anybody. Yeah, especially probably not the best back at it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And, you know, and that's just like, well, just like asking her to take, you know, the, you know, in the, in the beginning, I asked her to take an STD test. And um, once my daughter and I started talking, she's like, dad, look, I'm not trying to judge you, but, you know, if you were smart, you should have got a test before you went down and said, hey, look, I took a test because she wasn't being... She wouldn't talk about her past ever. She wouldn't tell me anything about her past. And when I got back from the Philippines, the first thing I did is I got tested and I was clean. But my daughter's like, Dad, you screwed that up. And then, I mean, you saw, you saw a couple of the other scenes. I, um, I asked her to, I gave her lingerie. And then, um, you know, she had like, 
you know, bad breath. I'm like, Hey, here's some toothpaste and mouthwash and it makes your breath smell pretty. I mean, just, I mean, my intentions were right, but the way that I went about it was just not good. So, you know, that I feel bad. I did. I never meant to, to hurt her or, you know, insult her in any way. I just, you know, I just did. I just said some dumb things, you know, but we all do. I think at the end of the day, is it weird uh, watching yourself back, you know, like haters aside that you get on the, the internet and all that kind of stuff. Do you, do you enjoy at least like seeing yourself back on TV? Is it, or is it kind of one of those things that's like weird for you? Cause I know a lot of people that go through that whole thing, they, they see themselves on TV and they're like, like, who is that person? Or they get really excited about it. How do you, where, where do you fall I, on that? I'm, I'm amazed because I stream at night. I'm like, like, it's like almost like an out of body experience. I, when I do live stream, people will get on, you know, with their family and their friends and their, you know, their, you know, you know, um, young adults and couples and whatever. And um, they lose their mind. They freak out over me. And they're like, they're like, oh my God, I, I'm going to start crying. I'm like, don't, don't do that. Just, I'm just big Ed. I'm just whatever. So I don't know why they're so excited about me. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like none of my friends are that excited about me because they you're just big Ed. big Ed, you're a big but, deal. But, but, but I don't get it. Like, I know I do like, you know, you know, crazy thing. I mean, I put Nair on a, on a, on a Home Depot roller brush and that's how I get Nair off my back. I mean, that's how I get hair off my back. I mean, I do a lot of these like crazy things, you know, 15 years ago, I was on a pool table, you know, dressed up as Nacho Libre, you know, it's just, <laughs> this is kind of who I am, but I just, it, that part, I'm just trying to kind of grapple with where people are more excited about me than I ever thought possible. And I'm just, I'm just on TV, just, you know, being who I am and just, you know, showering with their dad and that, that rat scene. I mean, that's was people. That was pretty intense. That was in, for, for, for me. You were surrounded by me. a lot of livestock and a, a rat that looked exactly like Splinter from Teenage Mutant oh. Ninja Turtles. Dude, exactly, exactly. So for me, you guys, this was, it was a very surreal experience. You know, the bottom line, it's like it never really happened. And then we did all the filming. This was all done back in, in, in um, late, you know, August, early September. But I couldn't talk about it with anybody. I couldn't, you know, they're very, very like strict. Like you can't say anything. So when it first came out in January, like I said, I was like, you know, I didn't think, I didn't think like my buddy, John called me today. He's in Auckland. He's quarantined on a million dollar yacht. We went to architecture school together and he's telling me, Hey, Hey, I saw your high school picture. I, I pulled up my feed and you're on my, on my, on my internet. I thought when, when I go to my computer, like your personal home computer and you go to Google, it pulls me up because they know who I am because I'm using that computer. Well, no, apparently if you type in the words, big Ed, it's like, forever not like that many every, big ads you know oh i know but it's every picture from high school i mean they went back and just dug that's what they do up. i'll never forget when my name first got released the my local providence journal because i was born and raised in rhode island uh put oh, wow. a picture of me and said uh his name is jared he's uh 26 and he lives in rhode island if you have any information about him please send in and it was like oh god this is this could go bad fast but uh, thank God it worked out. But Big Ed, we I wish we could talk to you more. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you're a busy man right now. You are freaking cooking with Tori Spelling here in a few minutes. Dude, can I tell you what we're doing? Oh, please. So she's like, I guess they won Kid Chef or whatever. So he's like, Ed, do you have any ideas? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make, I want to do grilled cheese sandwiches. Okay, well, how are you going to do them? Well, 
I go, I'm using an iron. An iron for a grilled cheese sandwich? Yeah. So I had to go buy an iron from like um from like Target today. And then I'm but I'm doing I'm doing an Elvis. I'm doing an um, it's kind of like a I'm doing like a, a a caprese, like an Italian with the with the uh, buffalo cheese and the the basil. And then because of Cinco de Mayo, I'm doing cilantro, tomato, and Mexican Jack, and then um with jalapeno, and then I'm gonna do a it's my Elvis, it's a it's a grilled peanut butter and banana sandwich. And where can we watch this? Tune it on. It's, I'm going to be striving on Tori on her live because she. I only have 300. She has like 1.5. So oh, only gonna, 300. I know. Yeah, that's it. And she is, um, which I'm very happy with, by the way. But so I'm going to be streaming on her. We go live at 7 p.m. PST. All right, cool. We'll check it out. Perfect. And for, awesome. the, for the listeners out there that want to get more of Ed too and Rose, they can go to see 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days airs Sunday nights on TLC. Uh, all the way up through like June, I think, right? There's still June, yeah. left. Yeah, they're gonna, yeah, they're, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot. I kind of tell you though, it's a lot of fun. Anywhere I go, people like, they freak out and they want my picture and it's. Well, we wish the best for you, Big Ed. We really wish the Thank best you. for you, Ro- for, for Rose as well. And uh, we just hope uh, whatever happens in, in your individual futures, we just wish the best for both you guys. Dude, Absolutely. I love you, Jared. <clears throat> and Dean, peace out, man. Love Pe- yourself and laugh you. at yourself, okay? Okay. Yes, sir. Guys. We appreciate it. Okay, bye. That guy is a character, to say the least. I wanted to ask, but he, he must have been from the East Coast, right? I don't think so. I think he maybe he feels like he's from the East Coast, but who the hell knows? He's got he's that, just... high, that, that high energy vibe about him. I like I I didn't, I didn't even, I was like scared to talk because uh, he was just a, a bulldozer with the with the words and the stories. Yeah, he's he was a bull in a china shop with his vernacular. <laughs> But he's hilarious. And I'll be honest, I haven't watched much 90 Day Fiance, but he kind of makes me want to watch a little bit. Uh, it's good. And his storyline's really good. And, and like a lot of people are giving him crap for the thing, some of the things he did that he, he pointed out where he gave her yeah. a toothbrush and toothpaste because you have bad breath and, and uh, some other things too. He asked her for to take an STD test. Like all things while watching, I really don't think were ridiculous. I thought his approach needed to be changed. He could have been a little bit more delicate, especially about the STD test. Like his daughter said, that's a good idea. You take one and then be like, hey, I, take, I took one. I just want to make sure we're all safe, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway... Uh, well, that was, yeah, that was, it. he was exactly what I thought he was going to be, which I, I found, uh, quite endearing. Uh, but, uh, we have emails coming up, so you're not going to want to miss out on that in case anonymous, AKA Nick Viall writes in, but before then, here's a word from our sponsor. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided 
to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Okay, and we are back with a little bit more of Sucky Dating. And we're going to talk to you guys about some emails that you decided to, to take the time to email us. Which we really which appreciate. We appreciate. If you guys want to follow us uh, on Instagram, we are at help. I suck at dating. It's a great follow. Jared, do you want to read the first one from uh, the first one of emails we got? But I, I do just agree. Want to continue, I want to continue plugging the Instagram. Is that too much? Oh, so I'm sorry. again, I'm so you just follow yeah. us. We are at help underscore. I suck at dating. Uh, there's pictures of Dean on there. Uh, sometimes I'm on there too. Uh, it's really cool. You can like us. You can follow us. Truthfully, here's the thing. Uh, I want to get us to be the most followed iHeartRadio podcast Instagram. And right now we're at like 16,700 and scrubbing in is like a little less than 23,000. And I know that there are people listening to this podcast who don't follow us. So what I need you guys to do, what I need Suck Army to do is follow us and just give me this little satisfaction of, of being the most followed podcast. That's all. That's all. Just do it for Jared. Anyway. All right. Let's get into emails. Uh, this is from Luz. I'm a mini Giannina. I am 24 years old and my fiance is 30 and we are from Jersey. And I find myself sometimes getting close Giannini's level of heat from the show Love is Blind. Never do I cuss my fiance out, but I definitely get angry and I get a little 
cuckoo. My fiance and I are constantly working out and of course have never made us end things as we are getting married in June, but I definitely would love some techniques with this department. How do you keep cool when somebody drives you so crazy or does something that really bothers you? Dean, how do you stay cool when Kaylin does something that annoys you and while you want to address it, you can't get angry? How do I stay cool in a situation like that? Uh, well, I think we've talked about this before. We just talk it out. Sometimes we let it fester a little too long, but then you just reach your boiling point and you're like, hey, what's the deal? What's going on? If you can have an open dialogue with, with the person that you're talking to, I don't think that they really should, anything should ever really get that bad. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, uh, Ashley, it's hard, right? Because you want to you wanna have an open dialogue, but do you find any time in your relationship uh, when Kaylin or even you towards Kaylin, you guys are being a little too honest where like everything that's bothering you, you address and then it becomes a point like how many times do almost like you're a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, it's thing? mostly me. I'll like say things, uh, and she'll be like, she'll obviously be like, well, you're getting upset about that, you know, but and it's just like stupid little things. And I think it, to the earlier part of the episode when we were saying how just irritable we are in the situations that we are like, that's what it is. You just find like, you know, you're getting annoyed about little dumb things. I annoy myself with stupid little things too, but yeah, I think it's just like you have to put it into a perspective about how insignificant the annoying things are. No, I don't I know. Agree. What do you think? Well, it's hard because Ashley, Ashley is such a great communicator. She says everything that's on her mind. You guys know Ashley. She's the most transparent person I've ever met. She literally can't tell a lie. But I think sometimes that bugs me because she'll say everything that bothers her, even if it's something small. And it, she doesn't say it in a bad way or a mean way. She's just like, hey, can you not do that? And it's like, can you just let one thing go? Can you let one thing go? But then I come back to me and tell myself, well, this is your wife. She should tell you whatever bothers her. But at the same time, I just want, you know, maybe maybe if there's one small thing that bothers you, just don't say it. Just don't say it. Let it go, and we'll all be happy. I go back and forth. I don't know what the right answer is. Is there a big thing that Ashley does that bothers you? That Maybe not now, but like that she had done in the past that you've expressed that you didn't like, that you can think of? Oh, I, I think, um, man, that's actually a great question, which I don't know the answer to right now. A big thing that she used to do that maybe she doesn't do anymore. Why well, she has a tough time of letting things go, man. That's the one thing mm. like we'll have a, you know, we'll have a, you know, a disagreement and we won't really come to a resolution because even though we articulated each other's points, like we still are kind of like, ah, I, I still see, I still see my argument over yours. And she just cannot let that go. She can't be like, okay, we disagree. She just yeah. needs like for you to understand her point and not agree with her, but like make her not feel crazy. And so that's one yeah. thing where I'm like, you got to just, Hey, we came to, you know, everything's fine now. We can change the subject and move on. And she's like, no, 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 you're not understanding my point. I'm like, you got to let it go. Let it go. I think I, I thought of one too. And I've, I, I've talked about this like years ago on this podcast, but my biggest pet peeves or at least one of my biggest pet peeves, is uh, when I say something, and granted, I do mumble often, so it's it's not always the other person's fault, but I'll say something, and the first response, maybe even before you're done saying what you were saying, is is them responding, what? And just something about the word what really just drives me up the wall. Like, it, it, if you didn't hear what the person said, say, like, pardon, excuse me, like, can you repeat yourself? Like, there are more polite ways to, to be refreshed on the thing they just said. But more often than not, what is really frustrating for me is when I say something the person responds, what? And then what I've done, what I've started doing as an adult is I just won't repeat myself and then they'll answer the question or respond to the statement. You know, they knew 
it took them a while to figure out what I said, but they were using the word what as a time holder to figure it out. Why do people do that? I, I do that sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean, I do, I do it as well. I'm guilty of it as well, but it's just for some reason, it's so frustrating for me. And there are times where like when Caitlin and I, for the first you know 10 months of our relationship, she was super, super good at it. And I don't know if maybe she was like listening more intently or if I was speaking more clearly, but I've noticed over the past like month, uh, I've had to start repeating myself a little bit more. And, like we have like little irritable arguments over that, which I get really frustrated by. And like, I, I know it's so silly of me to get frustrated by Like I, I, I feel myself getting frustrated. And I'm like, dude, why are you getting upset about like just annoyed by this? It doesn't make sense. Um, but then she like, she sees it happening too. And so she tries to like, you know, we're both trying to be better at it, but it's, that's, that's definitely the one thing that, uh, it drives us to argue a little bit more often than anything else. So how do you stay cool? Like in that moment where you find yourself getting annoyed and you realize you're getting annoyed, how do you not just like have a little outburst? What do you do? Well, I just get quiet. I, if Kaylin were to answer this question, she would just say that I just shut off and don't talk for however much time I need to cool down. That's kind of what I do is just focus on something else. I do the same. Come back. Yeah. I wonder if that's healthy. I wonder if that's the right thing to do. Probably not. We're probably going to like spontaneously combust someday, I think. Oh, well. Well, at least it'll um, be one hell of a story. Well, we hope that we hope that that uh, that non-answer helped our listener out there. Luz, Luz, did we say it was Luz? Luz? Luz or Luz, I'm sorry. I think, yeah. Luz. Beautiful Anyways, that'll do it for this week's episode. I know that we uh, wish we could answer more emails, but we'll save a couple more for next week as well. Uh, thank you to Ed Brown, of course, for calling in and being a guest with us. Uh, Jared, as always, and Tori, of course. Thanks, you guys, for listening, and we will be sure to see you next week where maybe we will suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions.